gentlemen, boys and girls, good people, and inhabitants of planet Earth, both foreign and domestic, welcome to The Dear Paradox. I'm your host, Darius Riddick, and I would like to thank you for joining me in what is nominally the next stage of evolution for humankind. Uh, it's been it's been a little bit. For those of you that are joining us for the first time, welcome. Uh, you have no idea what I'm talking about, so don't worry about that. But hey, thank you for your investment of time and what you do not get back. It is much appreciated. And I will do my best to make sure it is well invested. For those of you returning once again, you understand. Yeah, it's been a little bit. But to all of you, uh, there have been there's some great things in the works. And um, I appreciate you all as always being patient and uh, staying dedicated, staying focused and 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 constructing with what you do. You know, thank you for for making uh, humans. Hopefully, hopefully you're making uh, humankind what what it is, what it means to be great. Uh, so. Uh, there's some there's some things there's some things uh, that are that are in the works right now that I'm excited to to uh, announce here very soon you know but uh, obviously I cannot let my anticipatory response physiologically get the best of my cognitive uh, responses therefore uh, I got I got to hold off on on announcing anything okay so uh, just 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 stay tuned okay there, there's there's some great stuff coming I promise it'll 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 make this whole literary experience and the, the confusion that we've been encountering uh, much more digestible. So uh, let's see, in this day in history, it's Saturday, June 24th, beautiful day, um, at least where I am, hopefully where you are, whatever day it is, it is beautiful as well. But uh, uh, well, every day you get an opportunity to, to live is beautiful, right? So uh, as, as our stoic predecessors would tell us, you know, it's, it's all about the attitude that you present to it. So uh, this day in history, um, <laughs> 1997, the U.S. Air Force reports on Roswell. So on June 24, 1997, U.S. Air Force officials released a 231-page report dismissing longstanding claims of an alien spacecraft crash in Roswell, New Mexico, almost exactly 50 years later. Um... I keep reading. Public interest in unidentified flying objects, UFOs, began to flourish in the 1940s when developments in space travel and the dawn of the atomic age caused many Americans to turn their attention to the skies. The town of Roswell, located near the Pecos River in southeastern New Mexico, became a magnet for UFO believers due to the strange events of early July 1947 when ranch foreman W.W. Brazell, I believe, found a strange, shiny material scattered over some of his land. Oh, brother. <laughs> okay. I'm going to stop it there, but just know this day in history, as always, we say in order to know where we are and have some semblance of where we're going, we need to have at least known where we've been. Look, I had no idea what what this day in history was going to be about today. And um, I, I can all I can do, all I can do is laugh about the whole conspiracy, conspiracy theory thing and and uh, some of the stories that are out there. Right. So what? Whatever you believe in, ladies, uh, gentlemen, good good people, uh, foreign, domestic, yeah, yeah, sure, okay. So uh, today is going to be actually pretty short, right? I, I just wanted to start off with something interesting for you to think about, not the whole UFO thing, but um, the trainability of the human machine, right? So by nature, you know, we, we talk a lot about these paradoxical theories, and um, I've gotten some comments uh, recently about like how do how how do I know that they are applicable to me? And that's not just a recent thing, actually. I should be truthful and say that that's been over the past couple of years as we've been going through this journey uh, where some individuals get discouraged because they do not believe that some of these these theories, <clears throat> these tools um, um, are, are can, can be applicable to them. Right. So 
I, I will start off by saying that, yes, the, there are many factors that will alter the the progress in the outcome. Usually that we say the, the we usually use the words of the rate and the ceiling uh, of of the the goals that that you want. OK, uh, what those those say, let's say let's say glass barriers are. Uh, is is subjective to the individual, indicating that each and every single person are going to have their their different amount and different different ranges and different sizes. Okay, but that does not mean that it is not possible because there are many feats of human performance that are proven every single day um, throughout the past couple centuries. Uh, at one at one time or the other, we thought them to be physical and physiological impossibilities. And the more that we observed the the human machine, we turned impossibilities into improbabilities. And then the more we observed it even further, we began to realize, okay, we're idiots. <laughs> it's not impossible and it's not improbable. In fact, you know, this this man, this woman just proved that they could do it, right? They proved that they could lift a certain amount of weight or run over a certain, uh, run a certain amount of ground distance in a certain amount of time or or cover 126 miles in the desert, you know, it's things like that. Once upon a time, you're like, that. come on, that's like torture. Why would, why would anyone want to do that? And no one's able to do that. And then, you know, it's, it's some, some fantastic human comes along and then shows us that the thing, these things are actually possible. And um, I can't speak on what or the what, which one of the many factors that enables them to do that. But what we will say is to 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 begin to overcome some of the uh, perceived barriers when it when, when we talk about these goals and human performance and being able to truly implement these paradoxical theories. <clears throat> the, the 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 number one rarest, most effective trait of the human machine is consistency. And though that may sound generic. I can probably pick a hundred people out of the 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 sports performance professional pool that would agree in saying that yes, there are going to be limitations per individual based on A, B, C. But in order to overcome A, B, C to get to X, Y, Z, the first thing the individual has to do, besides you know all things considered, establishing a goal, is remaining consistent. Because just doing something one time isn't going to be able, is, isn't going to, isn't going to give you the tools you need to understand why or why not this may be a barrier or a limitation, right? Because that's the greatest thing about doing these observations and doing these research, the, doing these research studies, whether it be in vivo or in vitro. So in a laboratory or with your, yourself or a real subject or a real participant, the importance is if you eliminate a variable, that is still getting you closer to the answer because you have just effectively eliminated a non-possibility. So if you had a specific goal in mind and you had a question of whether or not it was even possible, if you had no idea uh, of your genetic limitations, of your genetic inheritance, or what your DNA coding even looked like, consistency allows us to begin to either open up paths to that goal or close off paths that may not get us closer to that answer. And 
I think that's one of the one of the most why I feel like it is one of the most fantastic traits about about the human machine is consistency's ability to provide not just an answer but to eliminate possibilities and if we have any semblance of what that looks like moving forward when we talk about this idea of experimental research or experimental performance and self-optimization and how that allows us to be, begin begin to manifest whatever we can, whatever it is that, that we want it to be. Right? It's, it's, it's so difficult for me to put these words against completely unscripted, by the way, if, this, this, if it hasn't been obvious at this point, um, the, 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 the more that I ramble on, but, uh, it, it's so difficult for me to, to, to elaborate on that because it's such a simplistic concept. It's like, I can't say exactly what one should do in order to remain consistent, but I can say that when you remain consistent, it will tell you what you should and shouldn't be doing. Now, what that time period also looks like is going to be different per individual. Because again, no one has this little purple book that says like, okay, here is your, you know, your, your AG, TC, AC. It's like, if you don't have your, your coding uh, lined out, you don't have exactly what your genetic inheritance is. You don't have exactly what your type one or type two skeletal muscle makeup is. You have no idea what kind of uh, underlying metabolic or physiological conditions you may have. It's, it's just not there. But the greatest thing about consistency is it gives us a, a, a powerful tool in the human performance arsenal to begin to explore that even further. And uh, as always, we, we may not have all the answers, um, but there have been many individuals that came before us that have given us the the ability to remove trial and error in most cases. There are certain things that we acknowledge that we don't have to do, right? If you, if you know that you want to develop skeletal muscle, obviously starving yourself of nutrients isn't going to get you closer there. So you know that you have to have an adequate uh, nutrient intake based upon your goal, whether that be um, gaining gaining 10 pounds over a year or gaining 20 pounds of skeletal muscle or lean mass, lean muscle mass over two years, you know, whatever that may be, we understand that the nutrient intake has to be, has to suffice to that. So we have effectively eliminated some trial and error, but it's not completely gone. And now we live in a time where technology is, has been the most advanced it's ever been as far as I'm aware. Okay. <laughs> and now it, we have the understanding that we have the responsibility to do the same for as our predecessors have done before us. This idea of trial and error, being able to ask these questions, create, create a, a hypothesis, and wow, I can't speak today, and follow through with it, with this understanding that we'll begin to uh, eliminate certain variables and get it down to the simplest solution for some of the most complex issues. And I can't begin to explain how exciting that is, but I just want you all to understand moving forward, right? These many questions that we have is possible to be answered with the, the simplest solutions, not unless we maintain consistency. And that word maintain, I, 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 I want to I, I hold off on that, but keep that in mind for the next episode. And until next time, Stay durable, my friends.